I know how important it is to engage students in writing and to do so in a way that is non-threatening and actually quite enjoyable. I have personally loved coming up with ways to disguise writing and want to share some of those ideas with you. I am going to paint the picture of how to get each routine up and running along with providing a sampler set for you to give each one of these a try. I want to support those of you who are wrapping up your school years or have a little bit of extra time to try something new, or maybe those of you who might be teaching summer school and could use some engaging writing routines to kick off that additional teaching time with your students. Or maybe at the time that you're tuning in, you are beginning your school year or in the middle of your school year because these routines can be used all year long. They are not monthly. They are not seasonal. They are not used for a specific time of year. You could really get them up and running at any time. So I'm going to touch on six different ideas or writing routines to disguise writing across a three-week span of episodes. Episodes 134. 135, and 136 will each share two creative writing ideas that can be implemented in 10 minutes or less. Before we dive in, I do want to go ahead and leave the link where you can grab your collection sampler pack. That link is theliteracydive.com slash sampler, and that is S-A-M-P-L-E-R. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to the Literacy Dive podcast, and this is the last episode in this mini three-part series that's talking about ways that you can disguise writing, but not just talking about it, actually walking through and giving you routines to actually do it. So if you have not tuned in to the two previous episodes, Those are episodes 134 and 135. I would highly suggest that you go back and just listen to it so that you can learn and understand the purpose and how these routines were designed and also just get a little bit of encouragement to knowing how to implement it. You have the lesson plans there and that will be more than enough to walk you through how to do it, but I do kind of touch on a couple of additional tips and ways that you could be able to support and extend these writing routines to create even more experiences for your students. So those are the two previous episodes. Today, episode 136, we are going to dive in to the final two. And I told you from the very beginning, it was so hard to choose from the many, many, many different routines that I've created, but I have decided on two that I'm going to share with you today. So I'm not going to waste that much time. I'm going to get right to it. But just remember that these routines are designed to engage students in writing, to do so to where they're not stressed out, they're not reluctant, 
they have choice, they can be able to laugh and giggle and talk with friends. Those are all of the things that you actually want. As a reminder, or especially if this is your first time here, like I mentioned in the intro, make sure that you go to the link in my show notes or theliteracydive.com slash sampler to get this collection pack that is going to give you the slides for all of the routines that I'm mentioning, give you that experience with them, and also just give you some extra support as you are engaging your students in writing. So the first routine that I'm going to be sharing today, which is number five in your sampler pack, but number one of this episode is called Acrostic Response. And this is going to be found in collection number five. So the purpose of this routine is to focus on poetry. And that is that genre that honestly does not get a lot of love and attention, but it's a genre that students actually do enjoy. And so it's going to focus on poetry and it's going to allow your students to describe a word or an image using creativity and also using specific well-thought-out language when it comes to it. The suggested time for this is five to seven minutes, but I will say it's a little bit trickier because they're having to use the specific letters of the image that they see. So if you want to give them a couple of extra moments, you can definitely add some minutes if you need to. But for the most part, the words are typically shorter, so they could get it done within five to seven minutes. The introduction that you can use for this routine will sound like, Poetry is a genre of writing, and we are going to explore with writing acrostic poems. This is a poem in which the first letter of each line spells out a word, name, or phrase when read vertically. You will see a topic and will use your creativity to describe anything connected to the picture using the letters within its name. Here we go! Then you will Follow the rest of the steps in your lesson plan. You will click, the image will appear, students will name the picture, you'll click again, the word will come up, and then you will remind students to think about their five senses, figurative language, and basic facts that are connected to that image. So that's just like a little pro tip for you before you get started is just to remind them of those different types of descriptive words or language or facts that they can include within their acrostic poem. At that point, when they're ready, you're going to set the timer for five to seven minutes, and you're going to allow them to explore with this poetry. And as always, you know what I love when you are done with writing time is implementing that share time. And so choose one of those ideas off of that share time guide But you want to make sure that you are allowing students to share their hard work. After all, they are authors, and authors write so that an audience can be able to read or consume whatever language they wrote down is. So give them that opportunity. If you have students who need support for this type of routine, you can, of course, model by using that exemplar that I give you for the slide. And that's great to use as a whole group, or you can use it as your piece that you've modeled before sending them off to do the same. But you could also let students work with a partner. We know that a lot of the time, two heads are better than one. And in this case, having a partner just to support them and to be alongside them would be a really, really great thing for you to do. So if you find that they're kind of struggling a little bit, put two kids together and let them create a really amazing descriptive acrostic poem together. You could also give a word as a sentence starter for each letter 
to get kids to continue it. So for example, for the word that you have in your slide, which is lemon, you could, for the M, you could say making, and then maybe they'll come up with lemonade or something like that. So you could kind of prompt them by giving them a word or a couple of words as a starter, and then they can be able to continue that on. And ultimately, before you even let them start writing their poems, you could just talk about the image. And talking about it is going to help to generate the facts and the ideas around it. It's going to help to generate some of the adjectives and all of those descriptive words and language. So those are a couple of ways that you can support kids when doing this specific routine. Ways to extend it for a challenge or if you have extra time is that you can encourage students to write another style of poem. So I'm thinking like a narrative or a limerick or a rhyming poem, maybe a haiku about that topic. And if they don't know it already, let them research that poetry structure. That is a great opportunity for students to take ownership of their learning and go ahead and learn some new knowledge. And they can even share that with the class as well. So that's something that they can do for extra extension. You could also have students turn their poem into a paragraph about the topic. You could let students choose a topic of their choice and write an acrostic poem on that. And you could also just challenge students to write as many descriptors per each letter as possible. So for lemon, for L, you can have them write as many things for the L as they can think of, as many things for the E, and so forth. And instead of doing it where lemon is vertical, you could let lemon be horizontal and just have columns where then students can be able to write in the columns, like with a bulleted list, all of the things they can come up with. So I love acrostic poems because you can just do so much with it. And this is just why I love these routines so much. Now, the beauty of these are that this is not just held for writing time. You could easily use this routine for another subject. So if you are in math, you could use the word fraction. And students will have to think about all that they know and all of the uses and why fractions are important using the F-R-A-C-T-I-O-N. You could do the same thing in science. Like if you've just learned about clouds, you could write the word cloud. And they have to talk about maybe the types of clouds, adding cumulus or, you know, anything that they can think about for those specific letters. So it really does make them have to think and be creative when it comes to that. But you could definitely apply this acrostic response in any subject you are teaching. And that is why I love it. It's bringing in writing in a really creative way and ultimately tricking students because they are not expecting to see writing in another subject, but we know that we can be able to embed it in every single area of a school day. So I love this one for that. With the slide that you have in your sampler pack, I have given you possible suggestions for every single letter in the word lemon so that you can be the writing expert in front of your students. So definitely use that, add to it. It's just to get you started. But that is going to be this routine acrostic response. And If you find that you or your students enjoy this particular routine, you can absolutely keep it going. I kind of got ahead of myself because I got so excited with the idea of this routine. But of course, if you like the structure, your students do well with it, and you just don't want to come up with these on your own, I do have a small collection of these in collection five, along with three other writing routines too. But these can be found in collection number five of the Daily Writing Disguise Collections 
or you can take that slide that I gave you. It is editable, so you can change the image. You can change the vertical words that will describe what that image is, the labeling for that, and then your students can still continue this work. So there are definitely ways to get it going. And then also, like I said, you could also extend it by just finding words and images in the different content areas that you're teaching and being able to embed this type of writing into those content areas as well. So this routine is called acrostic response. This second routine that I'm sharing with you today is called tell all about it. And this routine is coming from collection number six. So tell all about it. And the purpose of this routine is if you are using your inferential skills, it is informational writing. So the focus is on informational writing. Students will share facts and knowledge about a topic that is pictured. The suggested time for this routine is eight to 10 minutes, give or take, depending on the topic. You might want to give them a little bit more, but eight to 10 minutes, they should be able to get enough facts out about the image that they see. So when you are introducing this, it will sound something like, an expert is a person who knows a lot about a topic. And guess what? You are going to be an expert today. You are going to write information for the newspaper that will showcase what you know. I just want you to think of as many facts as you can. If you need help, there will be some questions at the bottom of the slide to assist you. Let's take a look at your expert topic. So once you kind of give them that, they're going to understand that they're the expert, they have all the knowledge, but if they don't know a lot about that topic, there are questions to support them where if they even answer one or two of those questions, they will successfully be able to complete this writing task. So you will follow the rest of the instructions on the lesson plan with clicking and letting the image appear and allowing them to think before they write and things like that. Once you set the timer, they will get started and you'll be able to then have share time at the end where you can be able to hear these expert topics. You can showcase these expert topics. You can hang up their writing. It's going to be so much fun. A tip for this one is that if students are looking at the image and really have no idea where to start, remind them of their five senses. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you taste? What do you feel? And that can at least get them started. But for your students who need support, there is an exemplar for you, no surprise there, that you could be able to do with your students as a whole group, or you can be able to show it to them so that they can understand, okay, this is what I have to write to be an expert. So you can use that exemplar for sure. But other ways that you can support your students is by discussing the image shown, and that's going to help to jumpstart student thinking and writing. So just by having students share what they do know, it's going to plant that knowledge in another student And it's going to give them confidence and success, and it instantly becomes background knowledge. So that is something that they can now learn and use and apply for their own writing. You could also encourage students to write only two or three facts about the topic shown. That will ultimately already kind of scrape away that pressure of like a nonfiction informational piece of writing by just saying, give me three facts. You can write bullet points. You can write sentences. Let's split your paper in three and you can be able just to write three things. That's going to ultimately decrease some of that pressure of like, oh man, I have to write a whole big long paragraph. 
But definitely, if your students can do it, encourage them to write that paragraph. You could also give students sentence starters, like I know dot dot dot, a fact is dot dot dot, did you know dot dot dot, and things like that. That way, they can be able to start that sentence and then finish it with their own thoughts. Now, you know I love a good extension. So a way that you could challenge students, especially if you have more time or if your students finish early, is that you could have them write a list of wonderings and questions about that topic. And honestly, they don't have to stop there. They could be able to take those questions and actually go research and find the answers to them. You can let students make a connection to the topic and write in paragraph form with that connection, whatever it might be. You can challenge your students to partner up and combine their writing. I love this. It allows them to write a longer response together, and I love calling it write long, so you could definitely do that. And that way, they're going to be able to combine. I can combine my facts with my partner's facts, and then we have this really long piece of writing, and it's going to be a great expert piece of writing. And you can ultimately allow students to research the topic, and they can revise their initial writing to add more information. So that's a way that you can be able to continue it on. If your students, or if you even, because it's about information and nonfiction, if you even like it more than your students like it, you can still continue this routine. And a couple of ways that you can do that is this is a part of collection six where there are a handful of additional slides animated and ready to go for you. You can also utilize the slide that's in your sampler pack by just changing out the photo changing out the words, and you will be good to go that way. Or you could also just bring in other images, again, from Google Images or from a book or a magazine or something that you see on in the newspaper. All you have to do is have an image that's going to showcase the item, and then they can be able to write anything they can think of on that topic. So this routine is called Tell All About It, and it's focusing on informational writing. This has been such a blast talking the last three weeks with you about ways that you can trick your students into writing by disguising it, by bringing in a lot of different genres and a lot of different writing tasks, just focusing on spelling words, focusing on longer writing, focusing on poetry. There's just so many different ways that you can be able to bring this into your classroom, and it all can happen in just 10 minutes or less. More than just telling me which ones you're excited about, now that this is the third week of routines that I'm sharing with you, I want to believe that you have already tried one or two of these routines with your students, and so I want to see some samples. So send me an email at megan at theliteracydive.com, send me a DM and show me some images. You could even post them to your stories or your Instagram feed and tag me in them. I would love, love, love to celebrate the hard work that not only your students have done, but you have done in terms of taking on this idea of disguising writing and allowing this daily style of writing to happen in your classroom. You should be so proud of yourself. If you are joining in this week as we are wrapping up this series, there are two additional episodes for you, 134 and 135, that are going to map out the four previous routines that I'm sharing with you. And if you are having and looking and utilizing your sampler pack, these two routines are going to wrap it up for you. 
I hope you enjoy them. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out. I would love to support you and to get this disguised writing happening in your classroom. I look forward to seeing you back here next Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.